You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast, your favorite podcast, my favorite podcast. And my favorite podcast. Tiny's favorite podcast. World's awesomest podcast. Yes. Wow. I don't know if y'all heard uh, Cardi B made a song about us. So that's out there (laughs) for all you not young kids to check out. (laughs) Uh, And my name's John. I'm here with Tiny. Yep. As always. Well, except for the two episodes I missed way back when, when when that dude thought they were really good. John's been faithful. I have. I've done very good. I've had people say, you know, Tiny, you you do all the work on the show. You don't make John do nothing. And I'm like, who else am I going to find that's going to consistently, every week, make it a point to record with me? Uh, Well, I should use that as leverage going forward. (laughs) That's right. Thank you for bringing that up. I had a pretty spectacular week. I know your week was pretty eventful. <laughs> we we met a listener this we week. Uh, shout out to Dapper Dan, yeah. who came into town, and we ate barbecue with him. And then uh, apparently you took him on some sort of guided tour around West Alabama. I showed him some of Alabama's more, right. well, I can't say more notable sites because they're more hidden gems, yeah. I'll say. I got a Patreon story, or I got a story to tell in the Patreon about Malville. I can't tell it in the general public. Okay. Okay. All right. So remind me when we get there. Because Dapper will be in there. He'll like to hear about it, too. I couldn't comment on the the (laughs) pictures he put up about it. Um, So anyways, I got a big week. I got a bunch of stories that I'm narrowing down. I don't even know what to preview it with. Wow. I know one of them, we're going to talk about Hurricane Laura that hit down in the Gulf. Uh, yes. I got a story about that. But that's the only one for sure sent, I know I'm going to talk sent about. Sent from God. Yes, yeah, sent from God. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, I don't have any Falwell stories. I don't know if we want to touch on yeah, the Falwell I say, controversy. I, I didn't know if, because uh, I don't have any actual articles to go off of, but I followed the story. Yeah, me too. And I don't know what we can say other than he he behaves the way we expected him to. <laughs> well, you know, I would say... Biggest piece of advice I could give to any married couple out there is don't hire a pool boy. Unless you're into it, apparently. Unless you're into it. (laughs) Unless you like to wear your Speedo and sit in the corner. Okay? Uh, Apparently his wife, too. I saw another story. His wife was uh, hooking up with one of the other friends. I've heard that story. Yes. I mean, definitely successful one time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Becky Falwell, Mm -hmm. apparently a little bit of a freak. Okay? (laughs) And that's fine. The pool boy, if I'm not mistaken, he claims that Jerry was all about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was in on it. Now, like, Jerry like, says he was. Yeah. But he but that was. Is, that is what we call a cuckold, right? That, I believe that that's the proper term. <laughs> yes. I heard Dwight Schrute say that on The Office one time. <laughs> so that's about my extent of the knowledge. Right. But, yes. uh, yeah, so anyways, 
little controversy with uh, the dude that would get on the students for kissing on campus. Uh, you think he would just leave? Yeah, you just got to fade away. <laughs> I mean, right. he's already he's already been pushed out by the board. Yeah, and he's been forced to resign. Go make ten million off of it. Though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. But he don't want to leave his office for some reason. It's wild. Now, it's maybe, bizarre. Maybe it's a super cool office. Yeah. But $10 million, you go set you up an office anywhere. True. Go set right. you up an office with a pool and a pool boy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you and Becky go do your thing however you want to. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I'm not. I wouldn't ever be. I, I don't think if Dieter ever came to me and was like, I want to start sleeping with a pool boy. <laughs> my first question would be like, where's our pool? You know? <laughs> but my second, I, would, I, I would think I'll be down with it, you know? I would come home the next day wearing swimming trunks and like a pool skimmer. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I would knock on the door and when she answered, be like, I'm here to inspect your pool, ma'am. <laughs> so anyways, so yeah, Falwell, he's having a little trouble. I don't, I, I don't think I would be in, into mm-hmm. doing that with my wife. We've tried a lot of stuff, you know, <laughs> and we've always said yes to the other one's suggestions, no matter what it was. Yeah. Very, my wife's more adventurous than people think she is, but uh, but I think I'd have to turn it down on that one. Okay. So, so that's what's up with Fallwell. <laughs> oh, I just thought we'd touch on that because we're huge up at Liberty. They love us up there. <laughs> they love us at Liberty. Yeah, they do. Uh, maybe I can get on as a... As a convocation speaker like Trump did. Maybe. Wouldn't that be that amazing? That would be so amazing. I would make I a lot of Baptist that, man. Uh, you're dancing with the stars. <laughs> they I, they need to. They, what what Falwell ends up on Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> I don't think they would ever put him on there, but Becky might. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, she might. <laughs> he, he would definitely applaud for the audience. <laughs> He'd be all about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, anyway, so you got enough stories that you're just not even going to have hold us so in many stories. Okay. Yes. Well, we are on my end. I want to talk about a man who tried to murder a 600 year old tree. Okay. And then uh, this was posted in the group, but there was a lady who was pronounced dead who woke up in the morgue. Oh, wow. That's horrifying. That is. That is very horrifying. But I wanted to start with this. And as you all know, huge fan of Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. Well, people forget we were an Elon Musk fanboy podcast before anything else, I right? Say, I, need to, I need to dig up that. Uh, I had a bumper for, for Elon stories. I need oh, to yeah. dig that up and play it. That's right. You did. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, we used to do Elon stories every week. But eventually, you can transform Mars into an Earth-like planet. The fast way uh, and the slow way. The fast way is, is drop thermonuclear weapons over the pole. You're a super villain. <laughs> well... He has debuted his Neuralink. Are you familiar with Neuralink? I'm not. I assume it's an electric motorcycle? No. Okay. (laughs) This is a computer chip that he wants to put in people's brains. Okay, he's the Antichrist. (laughs) (laughs) That will allow people to interface with technology. Oh, yeah, he's definitely the Antichrist. (laughs) Yeah, going to load up your currency on there next. All right, I've already seen people talk about I thought Gates was the guy. (laughs) And Neuralink. They recently had a presentation they made where they showed this Neuralink. They showed it activating in, or act, what's the word I'm looking for? They showed it working in pigs. They put okay. this Neuralink in pigs' brains, and then they were like, look, 
These pigs, these pigs are logging on. on. <laughs> they're, they're logging on to Facebook. Yes. <laughs> they're tweeting out anti-Trump memes. That's right. <laughs> you got to think the pigs would back the blue, though, right? You know? <laughs> They'd be all for our police officers. Yeah. <laughs> I would assume so. Yeah. But... I mean, is as many people on the left who are wanting to go vegan and that's true. They might that's they true. might vote for the uh Yeah, they vote the for other their side. Own, people vote for their own self interest. People true. forget about that. Well anyway, uh this comes from Engadget and this uh the article is the morning after Elon Musk brain implant is working in pigs. All right. On Friday night, Elon Musk made good on his promise to show a working Neuralink device. The company announced that it successfully installed its Link hardware in the brains of pigs and in one case removed the device without causing any obvious problems. The test subjects were present at the event, even if they weren't always cooperative. The Gertrude's Link seemed to successfully read signals generated by her neurons whenever she smelled a tasty treat. Musk once again made pie-in-the-sky promises about what this tech might do in the future. But the biggest advance we could see may be the prototype V2 surgical robot that helped to sew a five micron wide electrodes into a subject's brain. Oh, wow. So who's ready to be an early adopter? So That's not me. You ain't put one in me ever. All right. I read Revelation. <laughs> As I say, yeah. what would it take to, to get a, a chip none. in your brain? None. Never happened. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I'm no, uh. I feel like the problem is... Once you make that link mm-hmm. between a brain and a computer, what's to stop someone from going through the computer into your brain? That's right. So to speak, you know? Yeah, no, I know. They're going to be hacking your thoughts. <laughs> yes. You know? I mean, that's, I think some weird stuff. I don't need anybody else knowing about it. <laughs> My Google, Google search history is already going to get me in enough trouble when all that gets published. Yeah. So I don't want my thoughts doing it. Uh, what about this robot that sews this stuff in people's brains? Well... I'm all for robots doing whatever. Right. You know, I'm, I'm on board with the robots <laughs> for when they take over. I want to have a record of them knowing. I I'm fine a, with them. A pet in your human zoo. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Just feed me. That's fine. But I think it's if it can sow very small, you know, little things, it mm-hmm. made me think about the problem we, when we were on Where is the Line podcast. Shout out to them. Mm-hmm. A great podcast where we talked about doing a head transplant. Yes. One of the problems was getting all the, the nerves connected again. Mm-hmm. You know, Now the dude claims he's got some kind of special stuff it's to this, do it with. It's this magic glue yeah, right. that you put on the neurons and they grow back together. But he what if claims. you had a robot that could do like super micro type oh, yeah. work? Huh. Then we might be having head transplants. Man, and then one day when I'm rich, I could kill Channing Tatum and have my head grafted on his body. Okay. You want your head grafted on his body? Yes. I would take his head on my body. <laughs> just to freak people out. If you could would that, that would be definitely you would, freak me yeah. out. <laughs> if you could if you could get that would be your choice, Channing Tatum. Well, you know, I would probably have to sit down with a copy of E magazine and go through the male celebrities. Okay. But just off the top of my head. I'm- I think I would do Michael Jordan. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. That, you can talk about freaking some people out. Look at my body with Michael Jordan's head on it. Well, I was thinking, I was wanting, to, I was hoping that I could get a starring role in Magic Mike 3. That's true. So. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> that was my Have there thought. been a, is there a sequel to the original Magic Mike? 
Well, I I don't know. I would let me Google that real quick. I, <laughs> I don't just know assumed either. enough Lonely Housewives went to see the first <laughs> oh, one yeah, that they right. did a sequel. Oh, there were a lot of just <laughs> even not Lonely Housewives who went, I think. But I was just surprised they didn't call me for the sequel. <laughs> Magic Mike Lost in there Space. There was Magic Mike XXL. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so I was hoping to was get that cast. big guys like me and you? <laughs> I was hoping to get cast in. Magic Mike Triple XL. <laughs> now that one may already be out there. I don't know. Well, it's on Cinemax. <laughs> comes on after eleven p.m. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I don't think I would get a. I don't think I would get a chip at any time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, I can't even get a tattoo voluntarily. So I'm certainly <laughs> not going to get a chip voluntarily. Right. So that's where I stand on that. Gotcha. Well, let's talk about God. Yes. Okay. We are Christians. People forget. (laughs) I wonder why. When when I talk, people definitely forget. I just want people to see God work here, okay, and see (laughs) how God works, all right? Hurricane Laura topples a Confederate statue after voters voted to keep it. (laughs) Look at God go. All right. Everyone talks about needing a sign. Right. Is this a sign? Oh, what's the deal? This isn't even the full story. This is like a video story. Let me try to find it. Okay, here we go. So Hurricane Laura has toppled a Confederate statue that stood in front of the Lake Charles, Louisiana courthouse for more than 100 years. Erected in 1915, the South Defenders Monument outlasted attempts to remove it two weeks ago, but it was knocked down by the powerful storm on Thursday. (laughs) You know, some rednecks just mad about it. (laughs) Mad at the Lord. Mad at the Lord. (laughs) One of the strongest hurricanes ever to strike the United States. Laura killed at least six people and destroyed property throughout Louisiana and Texas. The storm was a Category 4 hurricane when it passed over Lake Charles, where the monument stood. As recent Black Lives Matter protests, protests have prompted a reckoning in the country Monuments dedicated to Confederates and controversial leaders have been taken down or forced governments to revisit their status. The officials in this parish down here where Lake Charles is voted 10 to 4 on August 13 to keep the statue on the grounds of the courthouse. Uh, One official told the AP that they asked for public comments and received 878 written responses against relocating the monument and only 67 in favor of removing it. So they've reached out, CBS News has reached out to these parish officials for a response on what the plans are for the statue, but haven't immediately gotten a response. Probably because they're dealing with <laughs> the cleanup from a from a yes. major hurricane that tore up the town. If I was the one in charge, I would say, you know what, we're probably just going to leave it. Yeah, down. right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. So what's the saying about marriage? You know, uh, what God put together, let no man... <laughs> Put asunder. I think the what reverse God, works. What God tore down, let no man rearrange. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And just let it go. You yeah. just got to be like, well, this seems like a good time to to not have to deal with this mm-hmm. 5, 10, 20 years down the road. Yes. Yeah. 
So, Thank you, Lord. You dealt with this problem for us. That's right. Yes. <laughs> now, in Birmingham, they de- the Lord dealt with it by a bunch of people just pulling it over. You know? Well, a right? bunch of people tried to pull yes, it over. That's true. They had trucks and stuff hooked up to it <laughs> It and all didn't that. work. Yeah. I tell you what, those uh, Confederate sisters or whatever, <laughs> they, built they heck put of a that monument. thing in there. Yeah, they did. <laughs> the mayor came and told the crowd, hey, if you, if everyone will go home, yeah, we'll, I'll get a crane we'll get in here and we'll, we'll, do we'll it. get it taken down tomorrow. Stop burning the tires off of your life. <laughs> 84 GMC truck <laughs> yeah. trying to pull this thing down, <laughs> chain breaking. You know? <laughs> Let's just get some professionals in to do it. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, um, Confederate monuments, pretty big issue down here in the South. <laughs> yes. I don't think they're an issue in other parts of the country, right? They don't have Confederate art monuments in Portland, right? Probably not. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't so. think so. It, now, there are people mad out in Portland. I got a story I could do about that later, too. Do you think the... Uh, well, I just don't know. I was wondering, you know, you would think with all the protests and everything going on, you know, you would wonder why our cities aren't burning. Yeah, like well, they are right. North. Yeah. You talking about the now? I don't want to get cradle of the Confederacy and home of Jim Crow. <laughs> Alabama's not having major riots. It's I wild. don't. I don't want to give anybody any ideas here, which yeah. is why. Last time we talked about this, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot. <laughs> true. But, That's uh, true. We have one bust out in Tuscaloosa tomorrow. You better watch out. Which that was in Birmingham. I know here in Tuscaloosa we've had two or three protests. Yeah, but they're all and just amazingly, much. no one has yeah. managed to set anything on fire. Nobody's torn nothing up. No graffiti. No one's been yeah. shot. No right. one is. You know, no seventeen-year-olds yeah. patrolling with AR-15s. Oh wow! Don't get started on that. <laughs> yeah. That touched some nerves right there. It does. What was that kid's name? Kyle something. Kyle Rittenhouse yeah. or something like that. Yeah. He was about it, you know. Like he went up in there, it's like I'm going to show y'all what's going on. All I these mean, Facebook, all these middle aged Facebook men on my yeah. Facebook talk about what y'all would do. This 17 year old kid's more a man than y'all are. I'm not saying he's right. I'm not saying he's wrong. Yeah. I'm saying y'all do a lot of talking, no action. This kid got about it. Okay. Here's my thoughts on the whole situation. If you attack somebody. You shouldn't be surprised that they shoot at you. Oh, yeah. Right. That said, if you go looking for trouble, you're probably yeah. going to find it. You hang out on Trouble Street. <laughs> Trouble's going to come home sooner or later. I was right? about to say, that's, that's why, I, that's why a, I stay home. I had a conversation with my 15-year-old son, Thomas, about it. And I said, what do you think about all this? And he was like, well, I think you would be really dumb to attack someone with a gun. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of right and wrong, it's just pretty dumb to attack somebody with a gun. Mm -hmm. I was like, I've done a good job raising this kid so far. (laughs) (laughs) Like, If you've got that much common sense, we're okay. Well, you know, there's there have been, I, I hate to say this, but there's been a lot of people take guns in places who oh, yeah. were not provoked. Sure. Right. Who just shot up a bunch of people yeah, for no absolutely. reason because they were crazy. Yeah. Just because they wanted to and they were evil. Well, and there's something to be said for the counter argument to Mr. Kyle here mm-hmm. is that some of these people were trying to prevent him from killing more folks. Yeah. And chasing him, which is heroic mm-hmm. in some situations. So, I, you know, I don't know about I'm all of it. I'm not a lawyer. And so. I haven't even kept up with all of it other than I've seen... A friend of a mutual friend of ours on Facebook. You know exactly who I I'm talking exactly about. I know exactly what you're talking about. I have seen some that's, memes that's about, that I will never share. Never. With anybody. No. But, yeah. but he will. <laughs> he will with I think he doesn't care. He's trying to get yeah. He's trying to get time it's like, out. Well, it's like, man, what do you like? Have you no decency? That's what I want to say. Like, look, man, I get you may be on one side of the argument. I may be on the other side, whatever. But 
<laughs> have you no decency? People have died here. <laughs> no not. reason to, to rub it in. Well, my next story here comes from Michigan Live. Michigan woman discovered alive at funeral home was in a body bag for two hours. Wow. Okay. I mean, That's a good nap. That <laughs> sounds like something that, uh, what's his name, McCamey Manor would do. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and this one got shared up in the group. I don't remember who posted it. but Me either, but I, it was there. Props to whoever posted yeah. this up. This was in Southfield, Michigan. The Michigan woman pronounced dead by paramedics, even though she was still alive, was in a body bag for two hours before she was found, according to the Associated Press. You know the boss, the paramedics boss, got to call those guys into his <laughs> office. They're fired, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, guys, tell me what happened with Ms. Johnson. <laughs> Tamisha Beecham, 20, from Southfield, was found breathing with her eyes open after the body bag was opened at the funeral home. Huh. You Imagine know, the dude running the funeral yeah, home right. sees this thing moving around. Yeah, no, he's freaking out. Oh, my goodness. I'd have hit it with a bat a few times <laughs> before I opened it up, just to make sure you never know. Yeah. Uh, is this how it starts? Yeah, is this, this is how zombie? the zombie apocalypse yeah, starts? That's exactly right. Beecham is on a respirator in critical condition at Sinai Grace Hospital in Detroit. Her family has now hired Jeffrey Figger as their attorney, who says he is investigating negligence into the August 23rd incident, where according to WDIV-TV Local 4 News, Beecham was found in cardiac arrest before being declared dead and taken to a local funeral home. She was alive, her eyes were open, and she was breathing, said Figure, describing how Beecham was found at the funeral home. My recollection is that the embalmer was actually there, and he was the person who opened the body bag. Nightmares. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> She needed medical treatment and needed transportation to a hospital, but got transportation to a funeral home. The city of Southfield is doing its own internal investigation and says the fire and police departments followed procedures. Here is Southfield Fire Department's statement to WDIV-TV. When paramedics arrived, they found a 20-year-old who was not breathing. The paramedics performed CPR and other life-reviving methods for 30 minutes. Given medical readings and the condition of the patient, it was determined at the time that she did not have signs of life. Because there was no indication of foul play as per standard operating procedure, the Oakland County Medical Examiner's Office was contacted, and given the medical data, the patient was again determined to have expired, and the body was released directly to the family to make arrangements with a funeral home of their choosing. So that's, that's crazy. Yeah. What do you think when you wake up in there? You just got to be like, mm -hmm. this is the end, I guess. Are they going to bury me alive like David Blaine? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I don't know. You know, like, is it possible that, that she was dead? And yeah. maybe she just kind of, we do know. The Lord brought her back. <laughs> I was going to say. We're going to get a Six Minutes in Heaven movie out of this bad boy. <laughs> I can't wait to see Kirk Cameron and his wife in it. <laughs> We know from science that death is not an event like we see in movies where someone kind of closes their yeah. eyes and goes to sleep, but it's that process. Right. And sometimes it can be a long process sure. when the the a human body expires. Right. So maybe something happened and she was able to she came back. bounce back. I don't know. I tell you what, that's crazy that you wake up in a body bag. You better believe it. Golly. You better believe it. Let's move on out to Portland. Okay. We mentioned Portland a Do little earlier. Do we have to? <laughs> yeah. Been a lot of rioting out in Portland, right? Mostly peaceful. Oh, mostly peaceful. <laughs> now, fiery, now, but mostly. Did you see that headline? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate, I I hate to bring this up, but 
Yeah, I, I saw, saw that, and I thought, well, now this is a true but mostly false headline. <laughs> true. <laughs> well, this comes from Salon.com. Everybody knows Salon.com. Loves Trump. Loves <laughs> loves our police. Loves the uh, American ideals that the country was founded on. Yes. Okay? So much tear gas has been sprayed on Portland protesters <laughs> that officials fear it's polluted the water. Dang. That's got to be a lot of That's tear gotta gas. That's got to be a lot because tear gas is not, like it comes out as a gas. Yeah. The only way it gets into the water is maybe it rain, like it condenses and falls down back down with the rain maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know because I didn't read this. I don't really know yet. We're about to find out together. <laughs> okay. okay? Police in Portland peppered por- protesters. Wow, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> police in Portland peppered protesters with tear gas on Monday as they assembled outside of a police station following a weekend of ongoing demonstrations against police racism and in favor of defunding the police. Their actions continue a history of Portland police using tear gas on demonstrators tracing as far back as May. Um, they made headlines last month after federal law enforcement began detaining protesters. Now, we all heard about that. That's the people rolling yes. up in unmarked vehicles, mm-hmm. taking them. Now, I know there's been some criticism of that, but I've been pulled over by an unmarked vehicle before. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what the legality is right. on that. But that was my number one thought. I was like, this, I mean, do they not have unmarked police where mm-hmm. y'all are? They do down here all the time. So I don't know. Yeah, and I will say that these people who, who who are arrested and detained, it's not like we never hear from them again. Sure. You know, yeah. they're typically charged and then bailed out or whatever. I don't know. So. And, yeah, that's why I'm not a dictator. We'd never <laughs> hear from them again. <laughs> Protesters and activists alike are fearful for the long-term effects of being exposed to chemical weapons. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> chemical weapons seems a little strong of a... <laughs> Of a way to put it, but okay. We went to war with Iraq over chemical weapons. That's right. That they didn't have. (laughs) People forget they didn't have them. Yeah. Yeah. Are we all the way out of Iraq now? I think we're all the way done with that over there, aren't we? Yeah, because I know we moved out and ISIS moved right back in. Exactly. Yes. Yes, we are out. Okay, that's fine. Good. Um, I'm anti-war. People don't know I'm anti-war. Okay. We told the Iraqi government, "Good luck." Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So the Oregon Department of Environmental Quality uh, noted previously there is no scientific precedent for the long-term exposure of tear gas on humans, as it is not meant to be used often. And the amount of the causistic gas, uh, reportedly the variant known as CS gas, sprayed in downtown Portland is similarly unusual nearly every night since the week of George Floyd's death on May 25th Tear gas has coated the sidewalks and drains. Wow. Okay, so it says, uh, this is a really long article. Uh, let me get over here. Just the, the high points, yeah. yeah. right. CS gas, that's what they hit Waco with, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's some bad stuff. Is, yeah, they didn't play around in Waco. Serious. Yeah. No, they also, had all after, kind of crimes to cover up there. I was about to say, after the... Uh, after the gas settles, they say that it leaves a dust like residue on everything, that's which it. is very flammable. Okay. Well, so. that's what they're saying here. All right. And uh, it says uh, maybe that's why there's been so many fiery protests. <laughs> it says Portland's ongoing efforts to manage municipal stormwater discharges. The Oregon Department of Environmental Quality sent a letter to Portland's Bureau of Environmental Ser- Services due to the unprecedented amount. This is a quote of tear gas products used in the downtown area over the last 90 days, DEQ is requiring the city to conduct additional water quality monitoring. 
They added that the city must submit a monitoring plan within three weeks of the letter's date. In addition, the authorities uh, require Portland to engage in water quality monitoring at areas where heavy rain may cause tear gas to discharge into the Williamette River, as well as monitor at the closest upstream and downstream outfalls that do not collect stormwater from the downtown area. Anyways, crap load of tear gas on these people, <laughs> yes. and they think it may hurt the water up there. So, I, I mean... What's the answer? I, I have no <laughs> answers. Well, there's two answers, I think. Number one... Quit using tear gas. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a simple one. Okay. Number two, quit protesting. You know, I mean, I quit protesting in a manner that would require tear gas. Yeah, I'm all for protesting. Let's quit the riot. I'm all for yeah. riot. I don't mind riots. <laughs> I went on record. I don't mind, if, especially burning down government buildings and but stuff. No, I not, think that's where it's at. But not private property. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like our founding fathers would be on board with burning down your, your police station mm-hmm. if you do think your police are doing wrong. Right. You know? Yes. But I don't think they would be for burning Meemaw down. Meemaw and Peepaw's Diner. Yeah, right. Yes. Meemaw and Peepaw's Diner. Because mm-hmm. they, they ain't doing nothing. No. You know? And I get, hey, man, a lot of this stuff is built up over time, and it's emotions, mm-hmm. and sometimes things happen, and sometimes some people are just down there to cause trouble. Yeah. I mean, we got to admit it, right? The agent provocateur. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but— uh, let's let's keep the tear gas from being used right. would be one solution. And the other would be, let's not use tear gas. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird that we got to use tear gas on <laughs> citizens of the United States, but whatever. You know, that's a whole other debate, I think, to be had. Do you think we could use massive amounts of... Uh... Lead? That would work. <laughs> well, I was going to say... Uh... Okay, sorry. I was going in the wrong direction. High velocity lead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'll end a protest. <laughs> I was going to say maybe a pepper spray. Maybe so. Yeah. Then what if all your water is, like, spicy from now on because you used a bunch of pepper spray? That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what you do. I know these guys, uh, some of these, from what I've read, Mm -hmm. um, these people have uh, kind of figured out ways to get around the tear gas. Not necessarily gas masks, but definitely covering their face and all that. Yeah, I've— you know, if you if you wet a bandana, yeah, entire well, like like a mask, like mm-hmm. everyone has to wear it anyway. It does, right. it kind of blocks it out somewhat. Right. Yeah, can, it lessens the effect. I you think. can continue screaming and light stuff on fire, throwing trash cans <laughs> yeah. and everything. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. I mean, it's kind of a strange world we live in now. It is. I mean, it is. Things have been pretty calm in Northport. <laughs> yeah, so far so good. It makes me so scared to hear you say that. <laughs> I mean, if one breaks out, that's fine. I'm going to Fayette. You know? <laughs> they just don't come to my house. <laughs> no, I ain't heading that way. I'm heading north. I will not cross the river No, I was talking again. about the protesters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, please don't come to my house. Well, I mean, are we getting out of town mm-hmm. if it gets that way? If it gets that bad. Right. I'm, I'm, people forget I'm a little bit of a prepper, too. Okay? So I'm prepared. <laughs> but what happens if another protest breaks out in Fayette? Well, they're going to have to come a long way to get us <laughs> in Fayette. What if they're mad because they took down a Confederate statue? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know if there is a Confederate statue at the Fett Courthouse. I don't, I don't have no I idea. was thinking about that the other day, and I don't remember one. I know there's one for the one veterans. Yeah. Oh, they're definitely <laughs> right up front. There's one in Carrollton. But I, I was like, I don't. I know there's one for the uh, veterans yeah. who died in wars, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know if there's a Confederate one there or not. Wouldn't surprise me if there is one. But also wouldn't surprise me if FET would just take it down and not make a big deal out of it. Because FET is, for a small town, I've always felt was uh, pretty progressive, mm-hmm. you know, in a lot of ways. 
No, I'm saying that as a white dude, so <laughs> I'm sure it's different through other lenses. Right. Well, John, what do you think about killing trees? I don't, I'm not for killing trees. Mm-hmm. Never have been, unless it's necessary. No, when the trees are getting out of line. Well, there are things like, okay, for forestry yes. reasons, you might need to thin a forest out. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that a tree is posing a danger mm-hmm. by like hanging over your roof or something. But in general, I'm not for just, let's just go out and cut trees to cut trees. Well, we need toilet paper. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. part of forestry, you know, mm-hmm. that you would have to do. A well-managed forest system is a beautiful thing. And we need to build shopping malls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to build furniture stores. Absolutely. Sometimes that gotta build furniture. cutting down trees. Yeah. got to build furniture. got to build furniture. That's right. Yeah. Well, what would you think about this guy who tried to kill a 600-year-old tree? Depends on why. And I'll say, <laughs> trees are a renewable resource. People forget. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. You can plant more of them. Yeah. But it is interesting. How do you know that tree is 600 years old? Uh, well, you do a core sample, not not the rocket science. Does tiny. the core sample not kill the tree, though? No, no. People okay. do core We did one out of Lake Lurleen the other way. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, anyway, hush my mouth. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Golly, Tiny. He was so ignorant. Well, anyway, we're going to talk about a guy who tried to kill a 600-year-old tree. This is on C- This comes from CNN. So okay. it could be fake news. <laughs> yeah, definitely could be. <laughs> but According I mean, to the president, it is. <laughs> yes. In May 1989, a bizarre murder attempt in Austin, Texas, gripped the nation and made worldwide news. The details of the case were unusual, and unlike anything police had seen before, the victim, Austin's oldest resident, a nearly 600-year-old tree known as Treaty Oak. Treaty Oak. Treaty Oak is a spectacular specimen. It is centuries older than the city. It resides in and stretches out to a spread of nearly 100 feet. In the 1920s, the American Forestry Association named the tree oak the most perfect specimen of a tree in North America. And thanks to a citywide fundraiser in the 1930s, the tree even owns the park that it lives on. Oh, wow. So they signed the land over to the tree. (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) What if the tree, like, turned around and sold the land to some development company for a huge profit. <laughs> yeah. So why is the dude trying to kill the tree? That's what I need to know. Certainly there are not many trees, not just in Austin or in Texas, but in the world that own their own land, said John Detratus, Austin's first city forester. Come on down here. In 1989, Detratus was hosting a group of state foresters foresters from across the country and took them on a tour of Austin's parks. When they got to Tree Oak, they noticed dead grass on the ground surrounding the tree. I just assumed it was a parks employee that got a little sloppy, and I didn't give it a second thought. But months later, the tree continued to deteriorate, and the leaves began to show symptoms of chemical poisoning or herbicide. Oh, no. (laughs) Texas does have a winning record against Alabama. (laughs) I can... uh, I can think of one suspect. I can't too. He's went on to be with the Lord, or he's went on to the great beyond, wherever that may be. This is in 1989. Okay. Well, yeah, he may have been out there. I wonder if we played Texas in 89. I don't know. So right away, we dug up some of the soil and took some tissue samples and sent it off to a laboratory. A week or two later, we got the results back that the tree oak had been poisoned. Oh, no. The poison detected was a powerful herbicide known as Velpar, manufactured by chemical company DuPont, usually used to kill hardwoods on pine plantations. We knew that it was an intentional poisoning, and that is when the fun started, said Detratus. 
As far as he knew, no one had ever tried to solve a problem quite like this before. It began to make national and international news. It became the most famous tree in the world. Front page of the Times, it was in Sports Illustrated, People Magazine, National Geographic, and it was on all the networks. People from all over the world became invested in the case. People started hearing about it, and one of the people to hear about it was H. Ross Perot. Perot okay. was a billionaire and a business magistrate based in Texas, and he offered to help with the expenses of the investigation. He came to us and said, whatever it takes, however long it takes, you just send me the bill. With Perot's bank blank check in hand, Dredus and his team went on to call every expert and scientist in their Rolodex. It says here that the case became an international sensation. There was an under, a former undercover cop who took on the case. As Treaty Oak continued to receive media coverage, a woman by the name of Cindy Blanco came forward claiming to have information pertaining to the case. Blanco was acquainted with a man named Paul Stedman Cullen, who she had carpooled to a local methadone clinic. During their car rides, Blanco said that Cullen spoke about his love for his mental health counselor who wasn't returning the same affections. Oh, that'll happen. <laughs> Happens to all of us, right? Blanco alleged that Cullen had searched for books on witchcraft looking for an anti-love spell to mend his broken heart. So instead of casting a love spell on her, he's going to cast a hate spell on himself to help him get over his okay. counselor. <laughs> Although the details of the ritual he chose to remain unclear on, Blanco claimed that Cullen believed that by killing a living tree, he would also be killing his love for his huh. mental health care counselor. Okay. As Jones remembered it, he said, well, let me pick the biggest thing around here and kill it, and as it decomposes, so will my love for her. But without evidence or admission of guilt, Jones could not make an arrest, so he pulled from his experience as an undercover cop to get the information he needed. With Blanco, he had the perfect informant. We wired her up and sent her out, and she gathered the evidence for us. It was like putting a dollar in a jukebox. Based on what Cullen had told her on the wire, we went and got an arrest warrant. And when I went and got an evidentiary search warrant to search his residence, his truck, at Cullen's home, police found a stack of books covering everything from religion to quantum mechanics, a twenty-two caliber rifle, and dirt samples to test for Velpar. With the mounting evidence against him, the trial seemed like an open and shut case, but because of a prior conviction, Cullen faced the possibility of serving life in prison. While Cullen maintained his innocence throughout the case, his alleged admission of guilt on the tapes with Blanco became the damaging piece of evidence against him, and he was found guilty and sentenced to nine years in prison. He served only three of those nine years when he was released. He spent the remainder of his life in California, where he passed away in 2001. Okay. So... And you said this happened in 83? 89. 89. So oh. we lost, Alabama lost to Texas in the 1982 <laughs> Cotton Bowl. So it, I was thinking, could be Updike. I was about to say, did he not, says he passed away in 2001, maybe he faked his death, <laughs> changed right. his name to Harvey Updike, and, now he's, and moved to Montgomery, <laughs> it's true. Alabama. Um, yeah, Texas has a 7-1-1 uh, and one record against Alabama. Wow. So, yeah. Interesting. Now we beat them in... Uh, Nice championship game. Yeah, we did. Everybody likes to say if Colt McCoy would have played, we would have lost. But whatever, <laughs> he didn't play. He got hurt. You know? Yeah. Hey, my fault, Marcel Darius hits hard. Took took him out of the game. That's right. Yeah, hard yeah. to throw them touchdown passes when it you is. can't. You know, well, you're shoulder in your arm. arm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Clean hit. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, but I for mean, people who don't know about Harvey Updike, maybe there's some people out there no, here in true. Alabama. You may have heard us mention before we have a college football team here, Alabama. That's true. We have two college football teams in this that's state. That's true. Both are immensely popular. One of them a little more popular than the other one. But and there's a huge rivalry. Yes, there is. And there some was, people take it super serious. Mm-hmm. Like the people that uh, like if you post anything about Alabama on your Facebook or Twitter or whatever that come on and be like Auburn this or mm-hmm. whatever. Those people, you're like, you need to dial it back a little bit, buddy. Okay? Yeah. Like, I'm not coming on you Auburn stuff talking about Alabama. Just dial it back. We get it. You like Auburn. You know? Yeah. Those people are like, the guy we were talking about earlier, which we probably uh, we probably chopped that out of the show. You know? Yeah. The one that's posted all the really offensive memes. Yeah. He's one of the worst at it. Yes. Yeah. Anyways. But we had a... Uh, down in Auburn, they have a tradition. Yes. There's a drugstore called Tumors, and there's some oak trees, or there used to be <laughs> some yeah, oak trees. Not sure what the status is on them now. <laughs> Where the, the students would roll the trees after big winds and such. Right. With toilet paper. With toilet paper. Right. And then there was a guy named Harvey Updike who, yes. who poisoned got mad. those trees. He got mad. He got mad because they hung a Cam Newton jersey on Bear Bryant statue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which really not a big wasn't deal. even that big a prank. No. But you know who Harvey Updike is? He's the guy that goes on your friends who post Auburn stuff and post <laughs> Alabama stuff. You yeah. Know? That's the type of dude yes. he was. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So he gets mad and he decides to poison those trees. Right. And then he called into a popular talk show. That's true. Radio Paul talk Bob. show, Paul Feinbaum, to yes. brag about it. Back when it was local. <laughs> you yes. know? Back before he was on ESPN. ESPN. Yeah. He said he had too much Bama in him, you know? <laughs> yeah. He just couldn't stop himself. It he was a the huge, trees. Yeah. hilarious local story. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I'm not for the trees. I don't want anybody killing Auburn's trees, you know? I, right. I've, that dude, he deserved every bit of punishment he got. And mm-hmm. I don't think he paid back any money that he was <laughs> supposed to pay to them. He got a huge like fine oh, that yeah. he was supposed to pay. And but like I don't you said, think he ever did. I don't think he could have paid it if he wanted yeah. it. He's just right, yeah. enormous. He's, yeah. He's just broke anyways. He he's spent some time in prison. Spent a little time in jail. Yeah. <laughs> and uh now he's dead. Yeah. So, you know, ding dong, the witch is dead. I'm sure Auburn fans are happy about that. <laughs> and I don't really care. You know like, <laughs> me either. People are always like, well Alabama fans do a bunch of stupid stuff. I'm like, I don't care. You know, like I can control other people's actions. Every group out there has their nuts, so to speak. Right. Yeah, well, there's no group out right. there that is completely devoid of of idiots. I, you know, I have a lot of good friends that love Auburn, and I don't hate Auburn by yeah. any means. I mean, some people hate Auburn. My dad Just, does. Yeah, I mean, they <laughs> want nothing to do with it. Or well, I don't hate Auburn at all. Oh. I mean, I, it's fine with me if Auburn does great. That's fine. I don't mm-hmm. care. But. uh I have some friends that are be like, well, Alabama fans got the trashiest fans in the whole, you know, world or whatever. And I'm like, you realize we're all from the same state, right? Like, you guys just aren't like, yes. <laughs> y'all don't have, we didn't get all the trash you and y'all got a few, okay? <laughs> we got a bunch of white trash idiots all over from both ends of the state. Yes. And they root for both of our teams. Yep. So that's just the way it goes. Mm-hmm. We make a lot of news, though, because we're, you know, quite Insane frankly. about it. Yeah, we're a little insane about it, and we're pretty popular. You yeah, know, yeah. Alabama moves the needle on, on a news story. Everybody gets to talk about it because we won a lot here lately. Mm-hmm. Now, let us go back to sucking like it did <laughs> when Shula was here and people were shooting folks after games and everything. Nobody really even cared outside of state Alabama. Right. So that's just how it goes. 
Well, anyway, I'm done. Oh, yeah. So. I got one more, though. Okay. Great one. <laughs> Great one. Going to just give a shout out to my Catholic brothers and sisters mm-hmm. at the top of the story right here. This is from the Jerusalem Post. Okay. Okay. Jesus's favorite newspaper. Okay. The Vatican has declared the Blues Brothers a Catholic classic. Nice. The, the Vatican newspaper L'Osservatore mm-hmm. Romano has declared the 1980 film The Blues Brothers a recommended film for Catholics on Sunday. The comedy starring John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd features two brothers who say they're on a mission from God. <laughs> The pair battle police, country fans, and neo-Nazis to save a Catholic orphanage in Chicago where they grew up. Aykroyd told the New York Post that as a former altar boy, but a somewhat lapsed Catholic, I was delighted with the endorsement. The movie, which the newspaper called Incredibly Shrewd, joins the Passion of the Christ and the Ten Commandments, (laughs) amongst others, on the Vatican's recommended film list. Uh, that's all the article has to say, mm-hmm. which is enough. You yeah. know, I love the Blues Brothers. I may convert right now to Catholicism. <laughs> I think you got to take a test or something, right? No, you don't have to take a test. Is there like a you got to learn the history of the church type thing? Okay, now, okay. I don't know. I have no clue. If there is, this is news to me. I didn't yeah, think there I, was. I don't know, really. Okay. I mean, can you just go up? It's like here, you know, if you can make it to the front of the church and last through <laughs> the you handshake can sign your line, name on that membership card. <laughs> you're in, <laughs> yes. right? You ain't got to know nothing about nothing, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. I don't know if it is or not. I just may have made that up in my head. I don't know. Well, now, I know that there's, you know, there's like certain... There's confirmation and, and things like yeah, that. Yeah, that that's go kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah you grow I don't, up I don't in think the it's church. a test. I don't think it's a written test. Yeah, well, I wouldn't think that. But you just yeah. got to learn about the history of the church, mm-hmm. which they tried a little bit of that. I don't think they tried it here, but other Baptist churches are doing like a— A hey, new believer's class. Yeah, like a 101. Yeah, right. These are what Baptists are for. Like, can't drink Pepsi, can't go to Target, can't go to Disney World, <laughs> right? That's what they cover in there, I imagine, no, right? No, it's oh, nothing okay. like that. Oh, that's what I, In my mind, that's how I would have taught it. It's far No more. dancing, no drinking. Okay. <laughs> His farm were basic. Only, Things like only missionary position, sexual relation. <laughs> right. This is the stuff that we cover in here. Yeah. I, I like the Blues Brothers. It's a great movie. It is a One great of my movie. favorite movies of all time. Now I would think if the Catholic was endorsing it, they would have endorsed a uh, like a vid angel edit edit. Of the movie, okay. yes, all right. <laughs> Maybe not the uncut version. Yeah, you know, I don't but, know. Uh, a little, little you know. bit of language in there, but it's okay. It's yeah, yeah. It's, it's, They're a little more lax on that than we are. <laughs> that's right? true. Yeah, that's very true. They, they understand. You can get forgiveness, <laughs> right? Sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, well, you can get forgiveness from God. Yeah. Now, your Sunday school teacher oh, is no, a whole gonna, another story. They're gonna bring it up every Sunday, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, one thing I'm thankful for, along with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the Blues Brothers, (laughs) is world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. And we want to thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice and their Cajun Curl Cutter for potatoes all on CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's the seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. You know, not a bad idea up in Portland. Spray the protesters with Cajun Curl. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. tasty. They're all get hungry, go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not a bad idea. 
Well, their spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, it's easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you want to turn your next Antifa rally up a notch, imagine whipping up a batch of homemade potato chips. The police aren't going to be able to top that. And let me tell you, the homemade chips with Cajun Curl Bayou Bun Spice on them will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Bun Spice, but the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter as well. And you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally in Tuscaloosa and Northport, it's available at the Piggly Wiggly on Lurling Wallace Boulevard, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, South's Finest Meats, and uh, Vowels Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. Listen up. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out, CajunCurl.com, and use our promo code EOP10. That's EOP in the number 10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, what do you say we go to the phones? Let's go. I bet you I could guess who called. <laughs> I bet you you can't. Okay. I would say either Nate or Jacqueline. Okay, maybe you can. <laughs> Our first call comes from Nicole. Oh, Nicole. All right. Hadn't called well, in she's in a while. one of my favorites. <laughs> she's a top 10 listener to me. Absolutely. Hey, John and Tiny, or Tiny and John. I don't know who's more important. Tiny. Probably Tiny, since he's the one who's making the podcast happen. That's right. Um, this is Nicole from California, and I just wanted to say that I equally enjoy the banter and also um, the odd stories. I, I even enjoy the sports talk. Nice. Not okay. that I actually understand what you're talking about because I don't follow <laughs> college football, but it makes me laugh because, I don't know, I still think it's funny. And I will say that if I could have a urinal in my bathroom at home, I would totally do that. Just because I have little boys and I feel like maybe it would help like the spray factor. Yeah. Um, I think I think a urinal in my house would be great. My husband's actually the one who thinks it's pointless. So, I don't know. Just a different opinion there. Thanks, guys. Awesome content as usual. Bye. Thank you so much, Nicole. Nicole, She is, man, she is on point. You know what? (laughs) Biggest Instagram fan we got. You know? Biggest Instagram (laughs) fan. And that's why I love her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also love that she enjoys the sports talk. Speaking Mm -hmm. of which, college football started back last night. Austin Payee versus Central Arkansas. Yes. Which kid from Fett's on Austin people? Really? People don't know. How yeah. about that? Yeah. My, well, I went to high school with his daddy, Sugar mm-hmm. Man. What's up? Shout out to Sugar Man. People don't know him, but he doesn't listen either, I don't think. <laughs> but in case he ever hears. Hey, if, if you do listen, call into the show. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> we'll be the official podcast of the Austin P. Colonels yeah. or whatever y'all are. And uh, what is up with her husband saying no to the urinal? Maybe he yeah, just don't maybe he just don't want to have to have the hassle of doing it. Maybe you I got young boys. I have young boys. Yes, you know. I mean, they don't put the fireman 
trainees on the big hose to begin with. You know, they got to get used to the little ones. So right. maybe once you get used, like me and you, yeah. we're used to the big hose, yes. and we don't, we're not making a big mess. Mm-hmm. But for the trainees, <laughs> they're not always getting it like they need to get it because they're just getting familiar with the equipment. And right, right, right. So maybe he's forgotten the struggle. Maybe I don't know. Well, anyway, and then we've also got a call from our old buddy Nate. All right. You're talking about, oh, this is Nathan. You're talking about what can mosquitoes do to me? Um, since you guys talked about the um, Where's the Line podcast, I've listened to some of those. And if you can't get through a whole episode of those, you're a sissy. Oh, okay. shots fired. Look, buddy. All right. I know you're young. All right. You got to start buying your own clothes for you can call me a sissy. All right. That's number one. Number two, you've never even made another human. I've made three of them. Okay. So I am definitely not a sissy. All right. I don't know what you're talking about. I may have a weak stomach, but that don't make me a sissy. Okay. So that's just all, that's just what it is. Okay. Can't talk about me till you buy your own clothes. <laughs> Come on, John. You can you can listen to a whole episode of that. I've listened to like three in a row. Good for you. <laughs> there is one with mosquitoes called the yellow fever, and it's even today it's all it's almost impossible to get rid of. There's a like a fifty percent death rate or something. And I really hope that there's football in at least in Wisconsin so I can play football. But my team doesn't have a coach right now. I'll come coach. So I'm just hoping that I get to play football. All right. Be afraid of mosquitoes. It's also them. They can kill you. Malaria and all that. All right. Well, talk to you later. Or listen to you talk. Listen to you. Listen don't hurt yourself, bud. Listen to you listening to me and commentating on my voice. Alright. Bye. Okay. All right. First things first. He is tr- he's absolutely true. Mosquitoes. I mean, I know we, we, talk, we talk about yeah. uh, hippos being the the animal that attacks and kills more people. Sure. But if you want to get technical, I think it actually is mosquitoes sure. from disease. Yeah, no, uh, I agree. More humans die from mosquitoes every year than any other right. animal. Not a huge problem in the United States mm-hmm. as it is in other parts of the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if we can, <laughs> if we can. Rid the world of mosquitoes. That's right. Then we're gonna have like another killer species. Then we'll come have up. A, a huge. Uh, we'll have a an overpopulation of humans. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's all about balance. Yeah. Right. And then also the Where's the Line podcast. Yeah, Kevin does an excellent podcast. It is not for the faint of heart. No, and it's not. He did a three part episode on the yellow fever. Okay. Which is, yeah, it is, um, we talk about coronavirus and how scary it is, but it ain't got nothing on yellow paper. Okay. Where you basically vomit black, it's like your organs that you're puking up. Okay. And until you die, you puke until you die. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, Still hasn't been cured. Now it's been mostly contained because through, you know, vaccines and whatnot, right. and we know what spreads it and things, but... Yeah, it can. If there's ever an outbreak of that stuff, it, it would still be really bad today. True. Well, I'd recommend everybody listen to Where's the Line. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Uh, Kevin has the best voice. He does. I mean, it's Man. amazing when I hear it. He intros the Patreon section. You should join up just, just to, to listen just to that. Just to hear his, yeah. uh, his intro. Right. Great yeah. voice. Yeah. So, and Nate, I hope you get to play football, too. I hope you find a coach. If you can't, you know, let's talk some money. You know, get the school board in touch with me. I'll come up there. We're going to run the triple option. All right. And we're going to smack people in the face. All right. <laughs> we're going to do it spreading it out and throwing the ball. I hate that we throw the ball at Alabama. You know, like when Saber first right. got here, we just run over people. Mm-hmm. It's so great. I don't, well, I mean, I, whatever, I'm not Nick Saban. He can coach the team however he wants to, but I wish we'd still run over people. It made for uh, quick games, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. That, that clock stayed running. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> clock was always ticking. Yep. Well, John, I don't know about you, but I would like to thank all of the patrons of this show. Absolutely. I, I would specifically like to thank, by name, those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And they are Mr. Daniel Hendrick, Mr. James White, Mr. Chris Tipton, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Sharon Craig, Dapper Man. Came to see us last week. That's right. We actually recorded a show together. That'll be coming out at some point. Okay. When I get some time. I did I wasn't in on that. <laughs> no, surprise, <right>. surprise. <laughs> Mr. JD Westfall, Ms. Jackie B, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, Mr. Thomas Williams, Ms. Sherry Heron, Ms. Jane Updegraff, and Mike W, McWheel. a.k.a. McWheel. McWheel. Thank you so much for donating to the show and just giving us an opportunity to keep this show going, uh, give us a reason to soldier on, invest in advertising, new equipment, and just uh, keep this keep this show rolling. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate it. Your support is immeasurable. Mm-hmm. Much Go- more than the sticker you received in the mail. <laughs> yes. It was how much we think of you. Go to, if you would like to get in on this, go to patreon.com slash earth oddity. We have four different tiers. You can sign up wherever you want to. But if you sign up at the $5 tier, you get an extended show every single week. And once a month, we're going to be recording that here in a minute, you get an all-exclusive patrons-only episode. Wow. It's going to be great. Now, Dapper Man told me to shout this out. Let me just tell you how this works, okay? You go to the website. You sign up to be a Patreon. You get an email with a custom RSS link. Okay. You copy that link. You search in your podcatcher of choice that you post that link. That is your link, and it'll bring up an exclusive feed that is just for the patrons. Okay. Not all, most all podcatchers will allow the addition of custom feeds, but not all of them do. One of those is Spotify. Oh, wow. If you are one of those people, then you can either just simply use another podcatcher app, or if it would be easier, just download the Patri- the Patreon app on Android or iPhone, and you can just listen to us on Patreon. Okay. So super simple. Wow. Anybody can do it. Oh, well, I don't know all those directions you gave. <laughs> seemed a little crazy. Somehow I figured it out, though. So yes. if I did, everybody else can, I'm sure. And if you have problems accessing your paid-for extended content, yeah. Then you can get in touch with me, not with, with John. Yeah, don't call me. <laughs> uh, guy, I don't know anything. And I can contact you personally, and we can work this out. There we go. So, patreon.com slash earth oddity. Extend your oddity. That's right. Speaking of extensions, <laughs> yeah. speaking of the extended show, you got anything you'd like to tease in the extended show? What you got coming up? Um, I got a story about a, a mother and son love <laughs> Problems. Okay. All right. Local story. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got a story about a, a government official in the Philippines who may have been acting a certain way in a Zoom meeting. Okay. That may or may not have gotten him fired. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's a tough one. Well, other than that, you got anything else? Nope. Just thank all of our listeners, every one of you. You're all important. We all we love all of you. And just tell a friend about it. Mm-hmm. You know, just remember, uh, I know the world's a little weird right now. A lot of stuff's going on. Whatever side of the spectrum you fall on politically, um, just remember to love one another. Yes. That's the only way we're going to be able to get through any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just everybody be cool, right? Yes, absolutely. We are we can disagree, but ultimately we are all fellow human beings. That's right. And remember the words of Jesus when he said we need to love our neighbors as ourselves. That's right. If yeah. everybody would just do that. Whoa, sorry. That was wrong. <laughs> that was wrong. This is why we'll get kicked out of church <laughs> one day. You know? Yes. Yeah. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox. We're on them all. We're on them all. If you would like to email into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. That's right. We have an amazing guy running our Instagram That's account. Right. Shout out to Nicole again. <laughs> yes. yes. You can check out that show art at underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. But the best way to get in touch with us, especially if you're Nicole or Nate, Nate, then yeah. we have a phone number. What's that handy dandy phone number? It's 662 493 2059. That's 662 493 2059. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the French Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. <laughs>